0: Log Talk Radio. Okay.
1: with El Presidente. We do this thing, the same. called the balance every Saturday morning. We're going to be trying to inch back up into the two-hour mark. I know it's been crazy over the last couple of years because of COVID and everything else, and there's just a lot going on. So we uh, kind of moved things back to uh, 90 minutes, and then we moved it back to an hour. But we're in the process, and, and it's in the works. So just so you know, we'll be back to the, the whole uh, second hour right at 9 to 11. And what are you using that other hour now that football season starts? Can I get a freaking amen about that? God, it feels good to be talking some football. We're going to be doing that uh, today, as a matter of fact. Well, fantasy football. And, and, of course, you know, you probably have your fantasy football leagues all ready to go. or Hey, or, Speaking of joining, one, if you want to join? Uh, catch us on Twitter at T-Balance and shoot us a message. we got just a couple spots left, but we, we, we get rid of those things early. And uh, we run... Two, two divisions and they're they're packed and so let's be because we're the cool kids you know everybody wants to hang out with the cool kids well that's us uh, here at the balance my name is Saul Marcus El Presidente I'm your leader your fearless leader when it comes to sports and guiding you through this crazy world of sports and training camps have begun and you know I really wanted to have Ed Kratz on but he's a, that you know he's our official NFL contributor he up for the Philadelphia Eagles and Inside.com that that dude's whooped, man he is tired. I get it. So he needs some he needs some rest up time. So uh, we're going to give him that. And so I'm going to handle uh, the football. Aren't you excited about that? I'm going to handle the football conversation today in the first half hour, and then we'll be joined by Steve Wilson, editor in chief of SpeedwayDigest.com, uh, and we're going to be breaking down what's going on in racing. Maybe we'll be joined by Tony Donahue, Tony D podcast. I know he's headed down to Nashville. Uh, of course, that's where IndyCar's at, and uh, the uh, and then, and then well, I'll be talking about last week, what a great week it was here in Indianapolis at the racing capital of the world, Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, but The NASCAR boys roll into Michigan this week, so, so we're going to be talking about that. My name is Tom Marquis, El Presidente. Stick around, kids. It's about to get good.
2: The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom.
0: When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like, Swedish techno confusing.
3: Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bok, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Mm.
0: Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike... You know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal heart. I'm yelling. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives?
1: I'm not even upset about anything! Morning face. You get is when you don't sleep well.
3: Oh, hi. Uh hey. i seen on the board. Do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? No, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. No. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so... Um, you know, Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le Pique, which, of course, in the Indonesian... Like, oh, let me finish. You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it They make it freshly okay. roasted. All right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good.
0: Right now, I just need you to get real loose. Get comfortable. Grab your loved ones or grab your love, partner. And if you're by yourself, no worries. Just follow do the
2: hold down
0: and get
1: All right, nothing like getting your uh, blood moving with the get-up challenge. I mean, that's old, isn't it, man? i, mean, I you never get enough of the uh, of the get-it-up challenge. I, I tell you what, though, if you have not had your black rifle coffee yet, make sure you get it. My show is the perfect show to just sit back and. drink some coffee, nothing better than black rifle coffee. I'll tell you what, in in a lot of different ways, uh, they are, when you buy a bag, they give it back. They're very, very good when they work with veterans and getting them back on their feet and acclimated to uh, society and I say society, civilian and it, 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 it has a lot of good causes, and when you buy a bag, you give a bag. You know, my friend's son's in the Navy. You've probably heard me tell this story before, but at, on the ship that, that he's on, the, on the destroyer that he's on, on, every coffee that kind of coffee they serve is some type of Black Rifle Coffee. Check it out, BlackRifleCoffee.com. Get your bag and give a bag, uh, and you know, I, get, I give bags to my mom, my son, uh, and you know, just, and they got merchandise stuff. Here's pretty cool. I'm getting ready to put this. I'm going to have Melissa get it up on the social media for you guys. And I, I I'm actually thinking about, Jim, I know I'm getting off on topic. Here. I'm actually thinking about changing my fantasy football. See, there is a tie in my fantasy football, uh, name to spy pigeons. Now I'm going to get this up on Twitter. Y'all are going to love it. So go over to blackrifle.com, get you a spy pigeon t-shirt or hat. Doesn't even have to be spy pigeon. Blackriflecoffee.com. Check it out. Well guys, here we are. We're talking fantasy football. We're getting things lined up for my fantasy football league at work. That's a blast. Because we're we're based out on the West Coast. We've got a lot of West Coast people. So we got the West and the East. So we got the West and East battling it out against each other. We got about 10 teams per Division is about 20 teams, and we have a blast. For the last year was the first year that we did it. Uh, me and a colleague of mine set that up, and so we're excited about rolling into the second year uh, at the office. And you probably have your office, uh, Fantasy Football League, as well. Uh, and then, of course, there's the one here at the balance. Uh, like I mentioned uh, in the opening monologue, just go to at T-Balance, let us know you want to play, and we'll make sure that we get you a spot because we have very limited spots. And then maybe you play with some other friends, church, or whatever. I have – uh, I have a, a group of guys, you know the guys uh, that we've been doing this for years. So it, it's a little bit of a buy-in, but hey, you know the payoff's good. So, it pays, you know, some some leagues are free, some leagues aren't. Uh, like the one at work is is not. And then one of my guys here, it's a hundred dollars buy-in. Yes, that's a big bite. But what do you do, right? What do you do? Can I can I chalk it up at, for a tax deduction? Since I'm uh, I'm doing I'm doing business. I'm doing the Lord's work. Try Jesus. Just don't try me. I'm going to smack you around. <laughs> I'll get that video up on, on Twitter. See, you know, here's why you need to follow us on Twitter, because there's all kinds of inside jokes that you'll get, and you will just like, I get it. I understand. So we have a lot of fun with it. At Twitter, at Twitter, <laughs> on the Twitter, at T-Balance, and then go to Facebook, search the balance, and we're right there as well. Uh, follow us, like us, let us know how awesome we are. We are. we already know how awesome we are. And if you're listening to the podcast right now, great, thank you. Uh, and uh, we're on all the major uh, podcast outlets, so you can you can find us anywhere. But if you're listening to live, this is where we're. it's really cool because the podcast is the live show. And so we're, we're not one of those shows, and we made a commitment a long time ago that we're not going to be one of those shows that just throw the highlights in, you know, the best of the part of the show. I mean, you get the good, the bad, the ugly. A lot of times it does get ugly. I got a face for radio, that's for sure. Well, here we are, guys. Right, can I just get an i got to repeat this. Can I get an amen that we're that we're back into football conversations? If you've heard it once, you've heard it. Well, once. When you think of summer, you think of fantasy football season, right? Whether you, like I said, whether you play in a casual, you know, draft league or a more serious, more deep. Uh, uh, dynasty or nasty format—I call them <laughs> those dynasty formats. Wow, they can get they can get crazy. So what we we'll, when we talk about on the show, we just talk about your basic uh, uh, traditional fantasy football teams, you know. So there's a lot of a lot of things that we could go into, but it's really deep in in the weeds. So we'll, we're going to just try to keep things pretty basic. Uh, and as the season moves along, we'll be having, you know, other people that join us for our, our, our football league. Of course, Ed, Ed Kratz joins us as well. Rick Regan, Adam Jimedin are going to be joining us for college football. All, all, the whole team, we're ready to, we're ready to rock and roll. Uh, so, you know, one thing I do know, no two fantasy football leagues are exactly alike. But with that in mind, um, I like to say here on a Saturday morning – Uh, This this is a one-stop shop for all of our, for all of my best material, I should say, (laughs) and all our best material on the team to ensure that you make the best fantasy football picks in your draft, which all of those are going to start coming up here in the next couple of weeks, Uh, and, uh, you know, you've got your cheat cheat sheets for the PPRs and the non-PPR mock drafts for various league types, sleepers, busts the season and plenty of helpful information. We're going to have it all for, for you. So whether or not you've been doing a fantasy football for years or a fantasy football first-timer rookie, which means you're going to win the Super Bowl, and you're like, guaranteed, guaranteed. <laughs> we here at the Bowls, we have everything you need to help you draft a great team and start the season and with a shot at the championship. And this comes from a guy who's not won a championship in about eight or nine years. So there you go take it for what it's worth. Um, so we're going to get into some of this content today. Uh, we've only got a few more minutes before we jump on with uh, Steve Wilson and start talking some racing. And again, we're just uh, breaking this out. So you know, there's a lot of different places you can get cheat sheets and stuff. We use ESPN. So, you know, go there and they've got your your cheat sheets and, you know, different types of, of mock drafts and, and that sort of stuff. So and then we we, we kind of look at things and we rank things around. So, you know, the most common, uh, okay, so we've got quarterback, wide receiver, running back. You're going to make a lot of points off of running back. I always tell people try to draft your running backs in your first two picks or running back wide receiver uh, and do that and cover your first four picks that way. I'm going to save all the complicated talk until a little bit later on when, when we start getting closer to our drafts. But those are all just ways to look at, Setting your your lineup um, to go. So uh, stand by. Tony Donahue uh, sending me a text. So maybe we'll get him on here, Tony D podcast. So let's just kind of jump into this. We've only got a few more minutes here, uh, but let's let's talk about the quarterback uh, position, where we're at. Uh, as far as um, as far as who would probably go first in your uh, quarterback rankings? Now, I, I do want to make just the most obvious statement: we don't mess around with colleagues and all of that stuff. So, when you rank your players, you can't rank a player that hasn't been drafted, that isn't in an NFL. If you want to be that guy to draft a guy that hasn't been. Uh, proven that he's going to be a starter yet, and you want to draft him in your first round, well, may the powers of God be with you. (laughs) So here's what kind of the rank that we put together uh, for the 2022 quarterback rankings. Um, They're pretty common across the league in in most of them. So let's talk about this guy by the name of Josh Allen out in Buffalo. I got to believe that he's going to be the first overall pick uh, in most leagues, um, I, I would just assume he's just he's just a stud, and, and so you can say that and be cool, okay? <laughs> you know, Allen enters and just give you some some facts here, facts here about uh, uh, Josh Allen. He enters his fifth NFL campaign, looking at looking to pace all quarterbacks in fantasy football uh, points and third in in the consecutive season. Uh, in consecutive season. He's only 26 years old. He's only 26 years old. Um Multitasking, you know. Squirrel. Uh, but he, I, I tell you what, he's got one of the most highest QB ratings around there. I would say Josh Allen is your guide to... uh look to for your quarterback situation number one draft pick and we could go through the whole list uh i mean what i would do is just take some time to look at your look at what you want for your team to to be um so and so let's just kind of talk about some of these uh, we're going to go go through some of these lists here and just see where we're at uh, on just on general ranking, that's where we're at right now. We're just talking about the general ranking for your fantasy football uh, drafts. And a lot of them are going to be coming around. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's still been in the league for a few years now, Super Bowl champion, and he's one of the best in the league. And uh, he's, a, he's a baseball thrower quarterback. I always like to joke and say, you know, Patrick Mahomes from Kansas City. Josh Hubert of uh, the uh, L.A. Chargers. Yeah, I know it's been several years. Well, at least what four years since they moved to LA from San Diego, and I'm still calling them. I still have to pause and say, "Why am I saying the LA Chargers?" <laughs> Lamar Jackson, solid, solid pick. He falls in our number uh, number four slot out of Baltimore. Uh, so um, Kyler Murray, I I got some questions about him things that's done. There's, there's a few quarterbacks that I've got questions about that I, and, and you know, and, and on the other hand, if you follow my strategy, uh, as far as the draft strategy goes, you don't draft a quarterback in your first round. Actually, most quarterbacks are probably, be, now I know there are going to be those guys, hey, I got to get to Josh Allen's, and probably there are still people say, I got to get Tom Brady. Why? I don't know. We do have him falling in number eight. Yes, we, we can't, uh, uh, we can't go a uh, show without talking about Tom Brady. Right? He'll be playing our Colts here in Indianapolis, which I, I, I guess you're supposed to be biased when you when you host these shows, but I'm not biased. Nobody is. Come on, let's be real. Uh, but uh, it, it, they're going to be here playing the, the Colts in preseason. Uh, Tampa Bay will be here. We're going to be at that game, and it'd be fun. I don't know if we're going to actually get to see him play or not. But there are those those guys. In your league, that say, "Hey, I'm going to get this guy before I aim." Him. Okay, go ahead. Even Josh Allen, as great as he is, is is your your bulk of your points. I'm telling you, people, and you're gonna you're you're gonna learn to love me. The bulk of your points comes from your running back, especially in your PPP, uh, your PPR. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a beer, right? No, uh, po- points per reception uh, uh, received. So uh, basically, running backs get the most uh, running yards, so those are going to get you the most points. Running backs score you the most points. So focus your first two rounds, guys, especially if you're in the PPR league, on your running back right receiver. And uh, we just got news from Tony Donahue. Tony Donahue, Tony D Podcast is going to be joining us talking about IndyCar down in Nashville. Uh, he'll, he'll be joining us here at 10.30, 10.45. Steve's going to be joining us also. So you got about 10 more minutes to listen to me give you the prophetic, prophetic, prophetic advice. So here's the thing. If you're going to be a part of the balance, you've got to know what I'm saying. It's just what it is. <laughs> What's the word where you like you can predict the future? Prophetic advice? Prophetic? Okay. We'll we'll turn on that. We'll see how that goes. Yep. I got some questions about Kyle Murray. Um, I, I, he's got some injuries. He's bouncing back around. Uh, I just, I don't know. Here's another guy to keep your eye on, and we'll be talking a lot about him this year, obviously because he's out of Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts. And uh, you know, Ed's had a chance to talk with him many times and can really give us a lot of insight there at the Philadelphia Eagles. I like Jalen Hurts. I had him on my league last year, it did me well. So but that said, he did not come uh in the first in the in the first round. That would be I watch, watch me be the guy this year to say, I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to pick every – I get the first round pick. I'm going to be that guy. And I'm the commissioner in, in two out of the three leagues that I'm in. So it's like we randomly pick the the uh, picking order, but sometimes I get the first pick, and all I hear is,
4: because you're the commissioner, you got the first pick.
1: It really was a random a random pick. But I'm going to stick with my, my guns at the moment. But if it changes, well, then y'all can uh, uh, just bash me. Uh, but uh, back back on cue. And the other one, Joe Burrow. 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 <laughs> oh, man, I'm headed down that rabbit hole. Joe Burrow. Uh, Cincinnati, questionable. I, I I would just kind of push him aside. We've got him ranked as number seven, number eight, said, mention Tom Brady. Dak Brascott, uh, great quarterback. Good, solid quarterback. He's had some off-the-field issues and some stuff going on, Uh, but yeah, solid quarterback. We got him listed as number nine, Russell Wilson, and then we got him listed so far down uh, because obviously we know that that he moved from Seattle to Denver. Uh, Denver's got new ownership. He's assumably going to be coming in there and taking the roles and the reins, which would be logical, but new team, new environment, new playbooks, a lot of stuff going on. For that reason, we've moved him to our number 10 in our top, Uh, 10 quarterbacks today. Matthew Stafford uh, rounds out number 11. Aaron Rodgers, Trey uh, Lance, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Tua, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Ryan Tannehill, Tennessee, Carson Wentz out in Washington. And we had to save the last spot, of course, with Matt Ryan of the Indianapolis Coats. Guys, don't go be drafting him. I want to see what what happens with him. I'm excited. He won the press conference here in Indianapolis. I'm excited to see what Matt Ryan can do coming over from Atlanta. Uh, he's a high-caliber quarterback, but he's got some age on him. And God knows, man, is anybody what – the woe what is me, play me a violin uh, team fan is me in the Indianapolis Colts with our quarterback situations. And it And I can just go on a litany. I will spare you the agony to your ears of what – I think about what has gone on over the last several years with the Indianapolis Colts. So to say that I have no confidence in the quarterback position at the Indianapolis Colts would be the understatement at the moment. God knows I hope I'm proven wrong. Prove me wrong, Matt Ryan. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Got him listed as, as uh, number 25 um, as well. Uh, so I I want to get into some of these other uh with the running backs with the PPRs, uh, and who we got as in, in our top ten in running backs are just kind of run it run it down uh, perhaps. So now we can talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Number one stud, Jonathan Taylor, and Melissa, our social media director and producer, she had him and took him took her all the way to a Super Bowl here in the fantasy football league. Guys, now there's now you want to talk about a, a guy to pick on your very first pick in your draft coming up, your number one pick. If you got that one, go for JT. And I'm not just saying that because I'm an Indianapolis Colts fan. I'm saying that because that dude is a beast, and he happens to play for the Indianapolis Colts. So I follow him quite thoroughly. Um, number two, Christian McCaffrey, uh, the Carolina Panthers. Got a lot of issues going on over there in Carolina. My uh, – uh, sons uh, and I mean my granddaughter's favorite team it's Carolina Panthers. They live in North Carolina. Christian McCaffrey, no. All right, we got him as number two because he's a solid number two running back. Okay, we got him as a number two. Stick away from this dude. Uh, maybe it's because for two years in a row, I had Christian McCaffrey and I had to deal with his injuries and him not playing a full season and not being able to get the numbers. And I kept him on my bench uh, hoping and praying that he would be able to make a comeback and get back there. It just didn't happen, but he is a solid quarterback. He is worthy of a number two ranking, so we do have him as a number two. Austin Eakler of the Chargers. Uh, Derek Henry is yes, a very good, solid guy, uh, Tennessee. Now, uh, G. Harris uh, of Pittsburgh, and it's a sad story that we've got to talk about the Pittsburgh quarterback situation and what's happened there. Are a lot of stuff that's, that's gone down there. We don't have time to go down to the path of the of of the of the, of the death of of, of, the, of the quarterback and just – you know Ben Rothenberger's going away uh, and that sort of stuff. So Nigie Harris and he's got some injuries uh, as as well. Uh, so and then uh, number six Dalvin Cook, number seven Joe Mixon in Cincinnati, very 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 solid. And I and I suspect as we get closer to our uh, our drafts. We're going to rearrange our, our rankings, and I suspect he'll go up quite a bit. Joe Mixon is a is a beast. Uh, DeAndre Swift, uh, Detroit. Alvin Kamara, New Orleans. Leonard Forte, uh, Tampa Bay. Javante Williams, Denver. Aaron Jones, Green Bay. Nick Chubb, Cleveland. James Connor, Arizona. Cam Akers, L.A. Rams. Uh, those all round up the top 16 of. The uh, the top 16 of the uh, uh, NFL running back draft. Guys, we're about out of time here for the uh, for the uh, fantasy football talk. Just remember, hey, we're the cool kids. <laughs> I suspect by actually, I suspect by the, end of the weekend after I rambled on about coming and playing for us because everybody wants to play with us. Uh, we won't have any spots left, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, we will not be opening up a third division. I know I get asked that every year, and it just seems like every time I go down that path to do that and to make that happen uh it it just seems like it it never pans out the way that it's supposed to pan out, and I'm ending up playing uh people and stuff, and I'm just you know you know how it is. oh, woe is me, woe is me. 917-889-8516 is the digits if you want to join us. Um, and uh, we'll get you get you on with us. 917-889-8516. We'll be right back. We'll be talking some racing right after this. Hi,
2: right, this is a good one. Kind of gruesome. Okay, let it cry At the, of the, street. Populated half the city But I still can no love. Baby. The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be a far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom.
0: I can't believe it. I've been playing a 4-on-4 with a barbershop quartet. Pass the ball, pass the, the rod. We're open, bum, bum, bum. just pass the
1: ball. Nah, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico.
3: Yeah.
1: Believe it, Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Unbelie- morning, face You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Good
3: morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What
0: is oh. that thing?
1: It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run. No,
4: it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children.
1: Save them. Stay back. I've got mates. Ow. They're my eyes. We're moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason.
3: Fresh roasted, so, I um, don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le pique, which, of course, in the Indonesian language... Oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists do they support good causes yeah tons of causes veterans causes and first responder causes but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee so that's what i'm wanting do you have any you know what actually i'm i'm just going to order it they make it fresh and roasted black rifle coffee it's good
0: Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Ooh,
1: All right. Welcome back to the balance. My name is Tom Mark with El Presidente rolled into the second half of the show. And uh, we were in the first half, we were talking just some fantasy football as we're about to get things going. And I know one of the guys joining us here uh, plays in our fantasy football league as, as well. Uh, so joining us now without further ado is Steve Wilson of dot digest.com our official NASCAR contributor and Tony Donahue of BurnoutSports.com and Tony, the podcast. Join us to talk some IndyCar as well. We'll start with you, Tony. How are you, sir?
0: I'm great. I've got two things. One is a question for both of you. The first one is, not only did I play in that Fantasy League last year, I won it. Um, but two, I'll ask you I owe you, I I owe you a football,
1: I, a beer, and hot dog.
0: <laughs> you sure do. Um, speaking of, so I'm on my way to Nashville for the IndyCar weekend. We have stopped in Kentucky. and where I'm, I'm sitting in a Panera bread, and I'll ask you guys this. What what would you choose if you had to choose to eat lunch at any of these places? And this is what I'm looking at literally right in front of me. Starbucks, Wendy's, Panera Bread, White Castle, McDonald's, Arby's, a random Mexican restaurant, Wendy's, Waffle House, Precious Big Boy, and Long John Silver's. I'm sorry, there's a Dairy Queen Taco Bell and a Fazolis as well.
1: I would say since you're in a car and you're headed down to Nashville. I would steer clear of White Castle, but hey, that might be that might be entertaining. Yeah. My myself, quite frankly, I'm a classic Long John Silver's guy. I love Long John Silver's. Oh. those little crumbs that are on the bottom. of Oh yeah, you can't beat that. Yeah, Steve, what about you? Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Wendy's. The, okay. Wendy's. Oh, I like Wendy's. The double the double cheeseburger. At Wendy's. Man, you're making me hungry. And you said lunch is only 10.30 in the morning at Eastern Time. You guys
0: already eating lunch? Oh, yeah. We just bought that breakfast.
1: <laughs> you know, I was up at the media center this past weekend out in Indianapolis, and, you know, I remember the day, and you probably told me, and they had the full, like, cafeteria layout. They had everything. And, you know, boxed lunches. That, well, they were good boxed lunches. And, you know, the Sydney barbecue and, and
0: Jimmy John's
1: and that sort of stuff. <laughs>
0: I'll say this, uh we did get a lot of box lunches, which is fine by me. We were a little bit spoiled in May because we had Saint Elmo's one night. We they did give That's us right. uh Sunday evening after the brickyard that we got Mimi's meatballs, which is good, but nothing yes. beats when Jug's catering is out there. You can get that uh that those those fried rolls chicken. with cinnamon butter. Those oh, oh man, yeah. you just can't beat those. Fried chicken.
1: they fried chicken in oh my god, jugs is the best. All right, let's get on track here, uh, Steve. See, uh, this is why you got to get to Indianapolis. They have an awesome media center. <laughs> hey guys, let's, let's let's get on this. Steve Wilson, editor in chief of SpeedwayDigest.com, dot com, and Tony Donahue of uh, BurnoutSports.com. dot uh, com. Let's let's just talk a little bit about what we saw in Indianapolis. So, one thing, and we'll we'll it says it was great to see NASCAR and IndyCar. So, we're going to get both uh, perspectives from the NASCAR and IndyCar part of it, but. One thing I want to talk about is, is the, the fan aspect of it. On the day where mostly IndyCar, Tony, we'll start with you, it seemed like the fans were kind of light. Uh, but it did. I, 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 when we get over to Sunday in the main NASCAR feature, it was, it was pretty packed. It was very hot. I was down on Pitt Road. It was very crowded. It reminded me of a yeah. day in May. Is there something, and, and maybe not, it just might be just the way it is, I think we saw a big increase in fans. But honestly, in I love IndyCar, everybody knows that. But my, my thought is people don't associate IndyCar in August at IMS. So their their thought was, Hey, yeah. let's go to the NASCAR race. That's the brickyard which has been around for a good number of years. Never not been the most exciting race, but I I seen a, a big uh influx in fans. Did IndyCar get it? I mean, NASCAR get it right, and IndyCar get it wrong with mixing those two. And that's just, it's just an opinion thought. I didn't know.
0: Yeah, I'll say this, and I'm interested to see um, from Steve's aspect what he thinks. Um, look, here's IndyCar is popular, incredibly popular inside of 465 in Indianapolis for, and 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 it's it's popular throughout the country, but NASCAR is still. It's not where it was in the 90s, and it's not where it was in the early 2000s, but NASCAR is still incredibly popular for so many reasons. A lot of that is, is, is sponsorship recognition. Uh, these drivers are, are more well-known. It's a more popular series. I do love the weekend of IndyCar and NASCAR being together. I wish it was in the fall to maybe be in the chase for the, for, for in, in, in the, chase for the Cup Series and maybe make it the last IndyCar race of the season uh, and really have a spice to those races. Um but I, I think if you're an Indy, if 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 you're a family of four you're going, Well, we, we went out and saw IndyCar back in May and we kinda of saw the same race back in May on the road course. Let's go see Cup. The Cup race last year was pretty chaotic. Uh, beating and banging—it's different, you know. Everybody bitched about how boring the Brickyard 400 was, so they moved it to the road course. Now everybody's bitching that they're tearing up cars, and they need to go back to the oval. It's an embarrassment
4: that they're that they're not
0: on the oval. So you got to pick and choose. But I still just think NASCAR is popular. It's a one, it is more popular. It's a one-time occurrence at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And really, I mean, yes, this year you had Gateway, and hopefully that stays on the schedule for NASCAR. But if you think about it, there's not really too many NASCAR races close. You know. Indianapolis used to, I mean, Michigan's probably four hours away, and Kentucky is no longer around, um, and neither is Chicagoland, which were the closest tracks to Indianapolis before, obviously, Gateway came this year, but I just think on a popularity aspect, and and you go out there and say, okay, if we're going to go out to one of the days, we're going to go see Cup, because we haven't seen a Cup race this year, and we've already seen the same IndyCar race back in May. You know, I, and I, I
1: totally agree with you. That was kind of spot on what my thoughts was, in my opinion. It was Steve, let's talk with you. Now, on the other side of the coin, uh, you cover NASCAR. You are a NASCAR, uh, official NASCAR contributor, uh, and, and thank you for partnering up with us at uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway to help us get out there and, and cover that for SpeedwayDigest.com. We've got our articles up there as well, to, to, and thank you, uh, Steve, for helping us out with that, uh, with the credentials and stuff. But, uh, Steve, from your aspect of it, with the with the fan base uh, of of what we saw in Indianapolis. And of course I've sent you a lot of pictures and talked with you offline. What, what are your thoughts about this year's brickyard attendance at Indianapolis?
3: Well, I I
4: think that we we go back and look over the knowing There were people that have continued to come out. I said just when it was on the Oval, uh, you go back into the nineties and how popular it was then and, um, you did start getting into the early 2000s and, you know, even into the latter 2010s. And if there was just a, you know, you get some chaotic times in there along with uh, the tire issues that occurred there some number of years ago also. We um, yeah, got Jenny Stewart talking about that. And to this day, he still does talk about some of the tire issues that were occurring in and, you know, there, there's been a, a pivotal shift in, in, in NASCAR as a whole where they've all seen the only numbers, but, you know, to some degree it's still the, uh, most, one of the most popular uh, series out there. They're still pulling in uh, on a given weekend uh, 3 million or so odd people depending on uh, where they're at for the most part. So when you look at numbers and ratings across the spectrum, yes, they've gone down yes, people have uh, lost attendance or, or attendance numbers are down all over. Um, but, you know, NASCAR, NASCAR is in a state of flux at this moment where they feel like they're, you know, replacing a lot of these tracks. And, you know, this uh, has accelerated only in the last two years or so, where a lot of these races are now being uh, replaced with Road Force and Robles, and now we'll have our street race in Chicago in 2023 20, replacing Road America. So, you know they're they're trying to capture an audience that's out there um, that's kind of a crossover audience between IMSA and IndyCar and Am and you know some of the other road racing uh, that that we see out there that's become fairly popular over the last couple of years or the last decade or so and you know they're, while while there where NASCAR is predominantly still on ovals and things like that you know there is a there is a pivotal shift into that where uh, there, there is a group of fans out there that have asked for more road courses and more short mm-hmm. tracks, and they've definitely got more road courses. Uh, I think you're starting to see some of those fans now starting Maybe. to return to the track that had asked for some of those things.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I, I like the, the NASCAR on the on the road course. Uh, as we saw last week, of course, this week they're in, on an oval, a very fast oval out in Michigan. We'll get to that here in just a second. But one of the things that I that, that stand out for me when I'm out the tracks, I love to see kids – you know, out at the track, and I remember just going to the track as a kid, and you know, growing up as a race fan, the IndyCar, and then certainly uh, as a, as I a grew up becoming a big NASCAR fan. And one of the hanging out by the media side, I had an opportunity to get a picture with him, and uh, we didn't get an article up about him, but it, it's it's a a great it's a great feel good story about kids racing and, and so forth. And a kid by the name of Asher Ferris. We're getting we're getting ready to tweet out his information. Melissa's taking care of that. Now he's standing outside the uh, uh, media center, uh, you know, just trying to get interviews of of anybody, and and he's a young kid, I I don't really remember his age, I think it's 10, I could be wrong on that, Uh, but he's a little kid, and he's got his own YouTube channel, he's on Twitter, he's on Instagram, he also is a racer himself, uh, Asher's Racing, I think it's Asher'sRacing.com, we'll get all that up there, but it just was a great, so story, and then he had an opportunity to... Uh, interview uh, Dale Jr., which uh, right there inside the media center door, and that was that was huge for that kid. And, but I just noticed that uh, going in and out and coming back and forth, he was standing there with his dad and the camera and the microphone, and he was trying to get anybody that that he that he possibly uh, could. Uh, and I just thought, man, this is cool. This is what it's what it's all about. And who knows? This kid's probably going to take our job here in the next few years. He's also won some cart races in his in his own right. On his own right, he's here, based here in Indiana, but he's going around. So you know, we we thought we'd give him a, a plug there. We're going to try to get him on the show. But you know, we'll start with you, Tony, real quick, and and then you, Steve, real quick on that, and then we'll move on to our pressing thing. We got you just for a minute, or two more. But you know, you think that's a great story for kids to be out of the trap doing stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's cool. I've known Asher for a while now. I know his family. I oh, actually great. saw him the other night at one of one of the USAC races out at IRP. And, great. um okay, You great. know, it's it's one of those things where yeah, you, 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 he he knows his racing. He knows some some cool questions to ask, and it's it's kind of a different approach and a different angle. Uh, Nashville today uh, should be crazy with qualifying. I mean, it's going to ah, be hot. These guys yesterday were, were were getting out of the car soaking wet. I mean, it's it's, it's supposed oh, to rain, wow. so that could cause some havoc as well. But um looking forward to that um and, and back to your point about nascar i think steve will agree with me here and i kind of said this coming out of the pandemic NASCAR has done a good job of getting you know ratings and trying things different you know throwing dirt over bristol running more road courses obviously the roval you know who knows i mean they, they had one of the all-star races and ran the road course at daytona as well they they kind of thought outside of the box and got away from from the mentality that they have of, Oh, well, let's go run Pocono for 500 miles twice and make everybody fall asleep by lap 12. And let's go run two races (laughs) in New Hampshire. Let's go run races, two races at Michigan and Atlanta, Charlotte and Texas is the same track and, and Kansas and Chicagoland are basically the same track. Um, So they've done a really good job of kind of spicing things up, trying different things. That's why I, you know, I've, I've really embraced them being on the road course. I mean, look, Tyler Reddick gets a second career win. I don't, I, I hate to say this for RCR, especially where they've been the last five or six years, but you know this new car has kind of just settled the field down and, and kind of brought everybody together. I mean, look how many different race winners you've had. You've had Daniel Suarez and Ross Chastain win for the first time. Tyler Reddick has won for the first time. Um, you've got guys like Kevin Harvick and Ryan Blaney that um, you know one's a former champion and Ryan Blaney's won some big races, haven't won a race so far this year. You've got you know Chase Briscoe who is right there as well. He wanted Phoenix. Um, you know, you've just you've had a you know different type of the same guys every week, and I think where NASCAR's popularity started to go south was being at the same racetrack. It seemed like the cookie cutters, and then you knew either they're going to be Kevin Harvick or Brad Keselowski or or Jeff Gordon or Tony Stewart were going to win, and you could narrow it down, or Kyle bush could narrow it down to four or five guys. You know, we went in the race on on Saturday or on Sunday. Yeah, Tyler Reddick was on the poll but. I mean, we saw we saw chaos going in the turn one. We saw Ryan Blaney up there. We saw a bunch of different drivers. So they've done a good job with this new car to kind of make it more competitive for all the teams. Uh, and then also, we've seen a lot of different winners, which I think is is also in, enticing for for the for the casual fan to check out.
1: Yes, very much so. And, and Tony, I appreciate you jumping on with us. It's good that you that you know that guy, uh, that kid, and hopefully we can have him on the show. But looking forward to the Nashville race. Uh, did you guys decide on where you're going to be partaking in lunch at 10.30 or 11 o'clock morning in Eastern Time? Yeah, so. we, went
0: with, we went with Panera, although we had 37 oh. options here on this
1: exit. Panera. That makes you sound so hippie and healthy there, Tony, and, and I know that both of those well, aren't um, true, so I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> said it
0: was upgraded hospital food, but it's still pretty good. <laughs>
1: All right, buddy. We appreciate you working. People find you working masterpieces, sir.
0: Yep, just check out Tony the Indie on Twitter at Burnout Sports and BurnoutSports.com. All right, buddy, thank you.
1: Enjoy your Panera. All
0: right, see you guys. See you, Steve. Have a good All one. Right. You
1: too. <laughs> well, there you go, Steve. You ready? Are you ready for lunch? You ready for a Panera or a Wendy's or? You know the state yeah, fair is going yeah, not on here. Early anymore. <laughs> I know the state fair is going on here in Indianapolis, and and we talked about maybe going down there. You talk about junk food city, but I don't know. There's a lot of stuff on the agenda this weekend that we got to get done around the house, and this and that and the other. We're gonna go buy a freaking dishwasher. I'm going to say, and we're gonna get back on topic here. How much I hate buying stuff that I need. I love buying stuff that I don't need, but I hate buying stuff that I do need. The it started out. It's just as a as a small leak underneath the uh, the dishwasher and the on the floor. It's like. Did the dogs pee on the floor? No, it's just water. Where's this coming from? And then it turned into this hemorrhage. Now it, the bleeding can't be stopped. So we gotta go to Lowe's and get a new dishwasher today. So that's gonna be a highlight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that thing is is gone. But it's it's been it's 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 been its perfect for about the last fifteen years or so. So hey. And God knows I'm not gonna be the one doing dishes, so <laughs> I, I do the I do the I do the dish Django, You get them all piled up and try to pull out. <laughs> when I yeah. when I lived by myself, you know, I was eating cereal out of the big mixing bowls and stuff just to avoid doing dishes. So there we go. Life's lessons, uh, you know, turn turn your obstacle into an opportunity, right? So good with that. That's uh, so Steve, uh, thank you so much for joining us. I know you spent a couple weeks uh, being sick and just different things going on. Uh, let's do a quick recap of uh, last week at in Indianapolis, both the Xfinity race and the NASCAR race. Both races good racing. Uh, it's always fun to see a NASCAR guy win in Indianapolis and then hear on the radio from the crew chief, stay away from the bricks when doing the burnout. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a big thing, you know. So looking back, though, in all seriousness, looking back at the two races and talking about the fans, you heard what Tony had to say what are your thoughts about the race at Indy? And then we need to move on to Michigan. But what are your thoughts about the the uh, triple header? Uh, and then they had some dirt races out on their dirt track, too, that really didn't get all the national media attention. So they had really the Gamma cover. So if you're a dirt fan, they had something there for you going on that weekend, too. Um, the Xfinity race, the IndyCar race, the Grand Prix, and then, then you had the the main feature in the brickyard on Sunday, which by all accounts was a success in all kinds of ways uh, in a great, great race that was. Uh, I like the road course at Indy for NASCAR. So what are your thoughts overall over Indy last week? And then we talk about what's going on at Michigan.
4: Well, one of the things lost out of... uh... All of that was the fact that they were turned back to IRP with the truck series, and you know that it that once again left there. Uh, They
1: forgot that. (laughs) uh, You know they.
4: Yeah, yeah, and you know years ago when they when they moved the Xfinity race and stuff over to Indy, it you know kind of left that facility without anything uh, NASCAR was, and you know it was. uh, you could, uh, you know, just the competitiveness of the racing that was over there in the truck series and the beating and the banging that you got out of it. I think you saw just one of those true classic short track races over there and they had a really good crowd that came up that filled up all almost all of the grandstands and some of these standing room areas around the track and um, you know, hopefully that will set it back on a path that they'll be on to the uh it will be back for at least a couple of more years. And I, I know that there's uh, at least a couple of people out there hoping that the Xfinity Series will be moved from the big track and moved over to IRP, but, you know, I don't really see that happening unless um, there's a way that, uh, you know, the car and the NASCAR race on the same weekend. I know Roger Penske said that he would like to at least bring it back for one more year and see what happens after that. But, um, you know, without without a support race over in Indy, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure how long um, you know that that IRP would give up gain itself with both trucks and uh, expensive with just one race over the big track. So, um, you know, once again, it's uh, you know that was kind of lost in all of this. And we, uh, uh, you know, once again, you know, as of my previous comments on you know bringing back more more road courses, more short tracks. Uh, at least got another short track out of the deal in the, in the truck series. on probably not.
1: You know, absolutely, and just to, for clarification, it's now called uh, O'Reilly Recycling Park, but in my mind, it's still IRP. <laughs> yeah, it's still, so, still going to be IRP for me. So, it's, you know. yeah, yeah, I tell you what, and I had so much going on, I had s- such high intentions of getting out there to do that that truck race. It didn't happen, but it was it was uh, it was good to see that going on out there. I heard a lot of good uh, a lot of good things. Uh, you know, uh, I. Let's, let's talk about, you know, I saw uh, Kyle Busch out at the, at the track and in the media center. I, 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 I know I sent you a text of it, but I, I got the last hat that was available in the, in the gift shop of the, of the number 18 M&M's uh, car, because M&M's is going away. So a couple things I, I, I wonder, if, first of all, we're talking about Kyle Busch. Wow. Did you hear about what happened up at the Mall of America shooting with him?
4: Yeah, I did. I did see that he was. That's uh, crazy. You know, him you know and it's, that they were all running out of there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And it just it's it's insane that people's got to. You know, I'm a, I'm a big gun advocate. Second Amendment. Everybody knows that. Um, but you, you own a gun, it doesn't give you the the. I don't know. I don't understand people's mentality. It's not. It's not the gun. It's the gun owner, as they, as they say. But that's a crazy story. I'm glad he got out of there safely. But back to the racing part of it all. Uh, Kyle Bush's future. Looking kind of shaky after him and then goes away. What let, let's talk about the brothers. I mean, you got one that's the concussions, you know, is he even gonna be able to race this weekend? I haven't heard. Uh and then you've got him and you've got Kyle and Kurt both who have had uncertain futures in NASCAR at the moment. Your thoughts on that or feedbacks on that? Yeah.
4: Uh, for, uh well. As far as Kirk was was in there, um you know, he he's still not medical clear to go back out and race. Um uh, okay. he's out at least for one more week. Now when it comes to Kyle, um, I know that he had made comments to the fact about he would even maybe consider running under market rate. Um, you know, unfortunately we're at a time and where even even though the NASCAR uh is still fairly popular all around, um you know, there, there's been a lot of movement outside of the sport of the sponsorship dollars over the last couple of years, and mainly you've gone away from something consistent as um, M&M and Mars, et cetera, putting their brands on the car each and every week, whereas most of these teams are putting together uh, 10 different sponsors just to get through a full season now. Um, you know, for so, you know, that's, that's, you know, a huge hit when it comes to somebody like Kyle Busch as himself um you know i i don't i don't see i don't see interstate batteries stepping up and being able to fund a a full season for him i think they like you know in the car the way that they are spreading those dollars around uh for a couple times a year and and still being a primary sponsor being associate sponsor um you know, I know that no, Toyota Toyota doesn't want to leave doesn't want to leave a driver like that sitting on the table either. Uh I don't know if it's something where Toyota comes in and says, Okay, look we'll, we'll pick this up until you figure something out. But the conundrum in all of this is don't forget, you know, there is Ty Gibbs, um, racing in the Xfinity series and last week makes a start or yeah, last week, the week before last makes a start at Pocono. And gets a good quality top 15 finish out of that. I think eventually 12, 13, something like that. Um, didn't do as well as he did, at, at, you know, in Indy. But you know, at least in his initial going, that kind of shows that a lot of these, you know, even a even a driver can kind of navigate his way around and come out with a good finish if at all. Um, and forwarded a lot of problems over at Pocono too, and in other people's mess. So you know, he was able to, you know, get in get in Kurt's car and do that. So, you know, does, you know, does, does Joe Gibbs Racing look at a different option when it comes to this? Because it would definitely be a cheaper option to put Ty Gibbs into the car than it would be just to, to put Kyle Bush back in the car. So, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot going on right now. I don't think Toyo wants to lose Kyle Bush per se, but, you know, I think there's, um, you know, there's at least some uh, options and availability out there if they're just not able to work this deal out. And it seems like at this moment they haven't been able to. So, you know, we're starting to get into the latter part of the season and we'll have to see where it goes from there. And, you know, if you if you look at – if you go back and think about Ty for a moment, um, you know, Kurt has um, Monster and stuff like that on his car, and Ty is also a Monster Series driver uh, – Monster – Sponsored and back driver, so you know does does Monster pull their dollars from Xfinity and move uh, two cars up into um, Cup Series like they currently have in Xfinity and put high in the car? Uh, I don't know. You know, there's there's a lot of money that is still left out there at, mm-hmm. at Monster Energy.
1: So you know, we, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on with that right now. Great, great. Well, let's talk a little bit. Uh, I want to talk about some other things, but we've got uh, Xfinity 330 this afternoon at Michigan. Very fast oval. I like that track. Been there a couple times. Uh, it's about five or six hours for me, but it's a nice track. It's a fast track. But this is a restricted plate race the way I understand it. How, how do you think that's going to come into play in today's race in Michigan? Yeah,
4: you know, it's, you know as you say, it's already a fast, it's a fast track as it is. Um, you know, these, these like, I mean, you, you know, they've getting increasingly better and these cars are uh, exponentially uh, able to handle uh, some of the wrecks that you see out there or have seen out there in the years past. So uh, I would look for, uh, you know, some of your uh, – typical drivers out there, Noah Grexman, he's gonna be on the pole out there over uh, A.J. AJ Digger at this moment. Um, but looking back in the field you you've got, you know, once again, we just talked about Ty Gibbs. Ty Giz is gonna start ninth in this and um, you know, they they have you know, Austin Hill that's gonna be moving up also this weekend for the Richard Churchs racing group. They you know, he's starting inside the top fifteen too, so, you know, there's you know, there's there's opportunity there throughout that field that we
1: yeah, I want to talk to you about a driver by the name of Denny Hamlin, number 11. We were joking around last week at the track where we were kind of situated at the media center and how we were watching things. was literally right in front of uh, just up a little bit, you know, from Denny Hamlin's pit box. And uh, somebody there in the media, show, I don't even know who it was, and there was a FedEx plane that flew over uh, the, the track. And he goes, maybe that's an old one. And we're looking down, and we're sitting, Denny Hamlin. Maybe it's an Olam, because the the week before that, think about this. He got disqualified at Pocono, and then he 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 uh, he crashed uh, Ross Chastain uh, in in the battle there. So let's talk about those those different things. Of course, we were joking about it being an Olam. It's okay. So while we're sitting there, so it's like got to throw a little money on, on Denny Hamlin. It was an Olam, all right. It was the wrong Olam, Uh for <laughs> it wasn't the good kind. It was the bad kind uh, for for Denny Hamlin, but. Really, this has been an ongoing saga between him and uh, Ross Chastain for a while now. And, you know, of course he didn't admit to intentionally crash. And I've heard, uh, you know, I've heard Michael and Dale Jr. go spatting on the podcast saying that it, did, it was intentional. It wasn't intentional. And, you know, you, you look at the post-race interview and it was ba- he basically asked him, if "It was it intentional? And he goes, he went back to the report and goes, well, what do you think? You know, so he didn't he didn't say intentionally him because that's going kind to of open him up for penalties and suspensions and fines and all that stuff. So I'm asking you, Steve, did he intentionally wreck Ross Chastain? And then you talk about karma being a bitch. He turned and got disqualified from his seventh career, from his seventh win, uh, and you know it was a big ado with him and his daughter. And you know, and then he got uh, disqualified because of some stuff they found in, in post race tech. Uh, and then he didn't do so well in Indianapolis. So I mean, something's going on with Denny. And, but I, I mean, I, let's address that that first problem. Uh, Ross Chastain and and you know since racers have been racers since on of time, you've got the young and the old, you've got the veterans and the rookies or the youngers and the, and, and those that think, oh, you owe me all kinds of respect because who I am, look at who I am. You know, Tony Stewart was that notorious for that. There's a lot of drivers who have had that type of relationship with younger drivers. Um, I think it's fun for the sport to watch, but at some point you've got to say, all right, guys, we've, we've seen enough. And so that it gets all the way back to gateway. Uh, with this situation between Ross Chest and Denny Hamlin. And there's no love lost between the two of them. Nobody says they have to be friends, but, you know, they, they kind of got to play nice with each other. Neither one of them has been doing that. So you think that's resolved now between Denny Hamlin and Ross Chesting?
4: No, I don't think so yet. I think, uh, you know, we've got Richmond coming up after after uh, Michigan. Michigan is really a place that you can go out there and, trying to intentionally wreck somebody or in their day out there. Um, whereas Richmond is much different in, in that aspect. Um, so, you know, if, if there's payback coming, you know, look, look, look to Richmond, look to Bristol, look to, you know, some races coming up like that. Uh, I think Danny, you know, looks back, and he feels like even prior to his disqualification out there at Pucno where he uh, – uh he, he, you know, he, he was already he was already pretty far down in the points even though that he had already won twice already in the year. And um, you know, he's getting down to a point where, uh, you know, if he had too many other bad races, he could potentially even though that he was a winner, could potentially be cut off from the playoffs later on this year. Um, you know, now that he uh, was just disqualified, you know, those kinds of things happen I think that just intensifies uh, you know, kind of some of that uh, Love, you know, you know, hard feelings that are uh, between him and Ross Chastain. Ross is a very hard driver. Everybody knows that he's a very hard driver to race up against. Um, He's worked his way up through three different series now. He's a winner in all three different all three series. top-close winning the championship in the Truck Series one year and took cars that shouldn't be in the top 10 or top 15 in the Xfinity Series and was regularly running up there in top 10, top 15. So he's a very hard driver, and I think he's a hard driver to get around. He's a hard driver to pass. He's a hard driver. If he's in the lead, he's going to do everything he can to keep you behind him. And I think that's, you know, Denny's Fields to a point where he's just been slighted in kind of a way that he's going to continue this uh, ongoing battle at least until they get to the playoffs. And if Hamlin is locked into it, you know, if Hamlin does, you know, well over the next couple of weeks and stays above the, uh, you know, uh, above the minimum number that are positions that you need to be in to to be locked in, even though he's won, uh, I think it'll kind of end then because, you know, you just don't want to go into the playoffs with this kind of stuff now. If one of the two were to get knocked out of the playoffs fairly early on, I
1: think this battle reignites at some point. We'll we'll see what happens uh, as as the NASCAR world uh, turns. Let's let's talk a little bit about tomorrow's race. Uh, obviously, out there in Michigan again. Uh, talk with us about uh, how how we prepare for the this, how the teams prepare for this track. It's going to be a hot day up there, I believe. There might be some weather issues as well. Uh, but uh, Michigan is a is a is a fast track. It's a fun track to watch there's always going to be some calamity at michigan at some point in the, in the race. so uh what's the team's got to do when going into michigan this weekend uh to to prepare for the track, to prepare for other teams and ultimately come out as a, you know at least a top 3 uh winner.
4: i think you have to look back to Club steering in the spring um you know it's the most similar track that they're going to race on when it comes to Michigan, and there's a lot of bumps and a lot of high speeds that go out there into both these tracks. And, uh, you know, the shocks and uh, independent rear suspensions that they have these cars are really just going to be tested. And there, we saw some of the tested, yeah, them just testing these cars um, back in autocoke Speedway. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that right now is going to be the key. They really don't have much of a notebook that still continue to go off. And their best and only options are to look back to the place like uh, Auto Club Speedway. So, um, eh, good luck to some of these drivers and good luck to some of these teams out there. Because uh, you know, at this point in the season, you know, they, you know, if you go back and look back at a lot of other years, uh, you have drivers out there that, and teams out there that have notebooks full of information. And right now, we, you know, we, we've got this new car out there, and uh, we're still point where anybody can win uh kevin Harvick has won five times out there he swept in 2020 um and you know he's kind of you know he, he's a driver that's underneath the the cut line right now um you got martin Truex jr who's another driver he's just, uh, a former champion in the sport he's right there on the cut line a couple of points one way or the other he's out and somebody else is in right Blaney too i mean uh, you've got a lot of drivers that are sitting around there that are really going to have to score some points over the next four weeks and uh, just four, three weeks and four weeks, sorry, four weeks, and um, Michigan is just going to be a place they're, they're going to have to maintain and kind of stay out of other people's problems.
1: Well, you mentioned that we're coming down to the wire on the playoffs. Uh, when it's, so, I guess, so we're looking at on the line and on the bubble uh, who's in? Who's out? Uh, we're getting to that point where we can start making predictions on who's going to make that that final cut with the playoffs. Uh, who do you think that'll be?
4: Um, I, I think I think right now, TrueX. Uh, I think TrueX will be okay at this moment. Uh, he's about seventy some odd points in right now, but um, you know, we've got still a week left, and then. Um, you know, we've got fourteen different runners, so really it's you're coming down to a point that if somebody wins and we've seen new winners all year long kinda dominate, uh, and kinda keep that pressure on some of these more established teams and more established winners. Um so yeah, I you know, Truex, I think Truex I think he will be okay for the most part unless we get two more winners into this. And then I think we're gonna have you know, really be doing some crunching to figure out like who makes it in, who makes it out. Um I think Kevin Harvick stays out unless he's able to come through with a win at some point. His best options are this weekend in uh, in Michigan, but then also looking um, you know, potentially to Daytona he's going to Daytona five hundred, uh five hundred winner, so, you know, he, he knows how to get around that racetrack. So I think if you got anywhere and he's looking for a win to cash a win, win Um, but I think right now that's kind of his only kind of his only option at this moment.
1: Talking with Steve Wilson, editor in chief of, of SpeedwayDodgers.com, talking with us about this weekend's uh, race, uh, and, and of course, the we're, we're talking about the playoffs coming up soon uh, for the uh, uh, and for NASCAR. So sorry, my brain had a brain fart. Right? just having one of those days, Steve. Uh, so really, the cutoff point right now, we look at Alex Bowman. And then Kevin Harvick, you, you think Kevin Harvick's either going to make it happen today or it's, it's not, not going to happen at all. So we look at the playoffs as we look at it as it stands now. Chase Elliott, Ross Chastain, Joey Logano, William Byron, Ryan Blaney, Kyle Larson, Martin Truex Jr., Tyler Reddick, Kenny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, Kyle Bush, Chase Briscoe, Kurt Bush, Daniel Suarez, Austin Cindric, and then at the number 12 spot is Alex Bowman. Any surprises coming out of this uh, group that will either be good, bad, or indifferent?
4: Um, well, I mean, Ross is having a breakout year. We're really, you know, also Daniel Suarez over at uh, Trackhouse Racing. But, and this is a fairly new team, but they've been able to take this new car and kind of dominate. From that, where where you know in previous years you just wouldn't have seen this kind of, um, you just wouldn't have seen this out of a new team. It would take years to build up to this level, uh, regardless of partnerships of who you may have partnered with. But this new car is kind of leveled that playing field to some degree, and some of that is going back to where I talked about. There's just nobody out there that really has any notes to go back on. Um, but, you know, Ross Chastain and Daniel Suarez, the two of them have really taken the mantle over there at track racing, and it's just really been something that they've been able to, um, you know, you, you go back to Coda when uh, Ross Chastain won out there. And, uh, you know, even Daniel Suarez, who's had bounced around from team to team over the last couple of years, had really a lot of lackluster success after winning the Xfinity Series championship for Joe Gibbs Racing. Came over in the cup for them to replace uh, Carl Edwards, and then it's just kind of bounced around for a few years and really never found anything that worked for him. And, and here's Trackhouse Racing. It springs up out of, out, uh, you know, Chip Ganassi Racing. Well, even before they bought Chip Ganassi Racing, uh, you know, they started their own team. And last year, you look at um, – um, Daniel Suarez, he was, once again, kind of lackluster in many different aspects. Um, But then again, that's an old car, and this new car has really just been a a godsend to those over there. So I think if we're looking for anybody, it's kind of truck house racing this year and what they've been able to accomplish by putting both of their drivers in uh, after expanding to two teams and buying out
1: Chip Ganassi. All right, Steve. Let's uh, wrap it up and put a bowl on it. But before we let you go, we need to do our DraftKings uh, pick of the week. So, uh, five dollars for Xfinity. I don't see that on here yet. They haven't qualified yet.
4: Yes, they've already. They just finished.
1: Okay, so they haven't updated yet. So we'll, we'll add that here in a second. But uh, uh, the Xfinity race who's your pick. All go. All go. Ahead. Okay. Got it. All right, now for tomorrow's race, five dollar pick. Who you got? Oh, um, Logano. Joey Logano. We'll see what happens there. Pays one hundred and five dollars, buddy. <laughs> oh, your steak if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Wilson, editor in chief of SpeedwayDigest.com, .com, our official NASCAR contributor. Uh, Steve, any final words of wisdom before we gotta let you go? No, not saying.
4: That's all I can think <laughs> of.
1: Your brain has used all it can use today. I get it. No problem. Thanks for joining on uh, joining us today. Where can people find your work masterpieces, sir?
4: Follow us at SpeedwayDigest on Twitter, Facebook .com/speedwaydigest,
1: and speedwaydigest.com. .com. Thanks, Steve. Have a good weekend. Thanks, man. Take care. Steve Wilson, editor-in-chief of SpeedwayDigest.com. Check them out. Check out our articles from last week there as well. And, um, you know, check his, his work out, his NASCAR coverage. Does an incredible uh, coverage of, of that. My name is Tom Mark with El Presidente. We uh, just kind of rolled through some overtime here uh, but we do that. We have Occasionally, we do that. Uh, no overtime rules. We just, uh, hey, we just uh, keep talking sometimes for a few minutes. Sometimes it's good stuff. Sometimes it's, a, you know. But, hey, uh, thank you for joining us uh, today. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter at T-Balance and follow us uh, on Facebook The Balance. And make sure anywhere that you listen to your podcast that you're hitting like, thumbs up, so that we know how awesome you are. We already know how awesome we are. And uh, catch us next week, but certainly follow us on the Twitter as we try to get as much stuff uh, posted as possible. My name is Tom Marquis, El Presidente, Don't Drink and Drive. It isn't cool. I'm out of here. Deuces.